0: Hello nerds, we're brought to you by Proper Cloth. Proper Cloth is a premium quality, perfect fitting shirt that you can buy over at propercloth.com. Now here's the thing, when we're getting emails from you guys, a lot of common questions are, how should I dress for my date? How can I look really good and really proper for my date in a way that will impress her? Here's the thing, there's really no right or wrong answer, but if you're wanting to leave a really great impression, Proper Cloth is gonna help you with that. Now, six months back, they asked me to try out one of their shirts and they said, our shirts will last a while. Yes, they do cost a little bit more than your standard shirts, but they will last you a lot longer. And that dollar will go a lot farther than it would with a bunch of these other shirts, which will rip, which will tear, which will look worn down and ratty after a few washes. Not with proper cloth. Not only is it custom fitted to fit your body in a way that's gonna make you look great, cause that's the thing, fitting clothes really does matter. You don't want a shirt that looks too big on you or a shirt that looks too small on you. And with proper cloth they make sure that the shirt looks perfectly fit on you. So it is properly conforming to your size and shape, which is great, that's what you need. Now here's the thing, these shirts do cost a little bit more and the quality is in the pricing of course but we're here to help. If you use gift code NERDSINLOVE at checkout, you will get $20 off your first custom shirt. Now again, these shirts do last a while, but we're gonna give you a little bit of a discount here so that you can get the shirt that you need and get into a shirt that's gonna get you more dates and hopefully more success in your dating life. So check out propercloth.com, see what kind of shirts they have, and hopefully you can find one that will get you Farther in your dating life. With that said, let's get on with the show. Thanks for your time.
1: She won't get married because she's never been in love.
2: Andy's really hot. And don't get me wrong, you're cute too, but Andy is like cut from Marvel. He's gorgeous. He's like this beautiful face and this incredible body. And I genuinely don't care that he's kind of lame. For a lot of people, love isn't just a slogan.
1: And if he hits you again, you tell me. I'd be forced to knock his teeth off.
2: I don't think that would be such a good idea. He's big.
1: I'm sorry. It's written into my character to do it, so I do it. What do you mean love? You mean a big lightning
0: bolt to the heart where you can't eat and you can't work and you just run off and get married and make babies.
2: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Nerds in Love podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD, who you can find over at com. How are you today, Steph?
1: I'm great. How are you?
2: I'm great. Just getting over a cold, but... Me too. Mm. Yeah. It's uh, it's not fun. Um, It was even more disgusting because uh, I had a runny nose and uh, went to go... uh, Kiss uh, my partner, and she was just like, "Nope, not today, not with that." And I was like, "Oh," but totally understandable. Do not kiss your partner when they have a runny nose. That's probably not very attractive.
1: Maybe, so. maybe not kiss your partner if you have a cold.
2: Yeah, probably not a good idea. <laughs> See, we
1: take we take it the other extreme where I'm I'm like wearing a mask when I walk around the house <laughs> that's... when I'm sick. So mm. and I isolate myself, mm. but.
2: It was kind of more funny than anything because I was like thinking about it. I was like, I was like, oh wait, I didn't get a kiss. What the hell? The more I thought about it, I'm like, you know what? That's fair. I have a runny nose. I'm a hot mess right now. That's fair.
1: <laughs> I think that's more than fair. that actually got that. When I'm a little
2: disappointed, me. but you know what? I can make up for it when I'm not sick. So
1: I don't know I back up your girlfriend on that one. Yeah.
2: So uh so yeah throwing that out there to the listeners if you are ever with a running nose don't try to kiss your partner because you know what they probably are not going to be attracted to that and if they are they're probably weird so don't,
1: don't yeah do or that. just try not to get them sick maybe kind of not to yourself for a little bit yes uh
2: but yes this is not the cold and flu podcast this is the dating advice show uh but we
1: are in that time of year
2: yes this is true you know, if you are sick and you have a date, just tell them that you're sick and reschedule. That's a good idea.
1: Right. Because I, would, I, would I have asthma, so if someone's sick, I have complications if I mm. catch a cold or something. So I would much rather somebody tell me that they're sick rather than show up. Like one time I, was, I got my hair done and I showed up at the salon and the guy was like, um, it looked like he almost had the flu, like past cold.
0: Okay. And I was
1: like, why? I, and I said, you know, I can't. I can't get near you. You know, so I'm like, mm-hmm. you probably should have called me and told me. And I get from his point of view, he's out the money, right? So I kind of get it. But also, it's like, I can't take that risk, you know? Yeah. So I'd much rather somebody cancel and me not catch something. Mm. So, and you know, if the other person's got a problem with it, I mean, if someone cancels twice in a row because they're sick, then I'd be like, okay, what's up? But if you just cancel once, that's, I think that's courteous. Yeah. You need to stay home and rest.
2: Yep. Don't get the other person sick. (coughs) Excuse me. All right. Well, I think it's time to jump into some emails here. Remember, this podcast is not a substitute for mental health treatment or, like, just regular health treatment because apparently I'm still sick. So, you know what? That, too. Uh, (laughs) Nerds. This is from Jacob, by the way. Is it better to date someone who is similar to you in many ways or someone who you don't have a lot in common with um i don't know like does it really matter i i don't know like sometimes i think the differences between us can be like what are the differences like if this person's in the kkk you know that's different but is is that something that's going to be acceptable to you probably not hopefully not uh, you know, but maybe they like French toast instead of pancakes. Can you live with that? Yeah, probably, or hopefully, I don't know. Maybe you have something against French toast or pancakes, who knows? But I don't know. I, it, I think the difference, this thing is, uh, I think what it really boils down to is, you know, what differences are acceptable for you and what aren't. And if you are going to date somebody who is similar to you, try to find ways for you to at least do some things differently, just so you're not doing everything on a similar wavelength the whole time you gotta have some level of differences there I think everyone has to at a certain point so I don't know what do you think Steph
1: well, I actually wrote an article about this about, uh, on psychology today if you look it up it's um, online uh, seven keys to a happy healthy relationship and the points I made were that you need to agree on sex like frequency, interests, money uh, especially if you're living together how are you going to Handle expenses, or as one of your saver, one of your spender. Mm-hmm. If you're thinking about having kids, parenting, and if you want to have kids, if you're thinking long term, um, and it's a lot of it's just luck. I mean, it's having the right similarities, and the right differences, and I would think that basically your your values need to be the same. Mm-hmm. So it's not so much the outside interests, although it helps if you share one or two interests, but you overall need to have the same value set whatever those values might be mm-hmm. and that's the most important part and it, it depends on your priorities too like if sex is not that big of a deal you in a relationship then hopefully it matches with the other person's not such a big deal thing and yeah. if money is a big deal then hopefully it matches with the other person's so it, it basically sex parenting and money and yeah. i guess how do you treat people uh what what are your ideas of just having common courtesy to each other? I think that matters more than whether one of you likes to knit, or one of you likes to go fishing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's nice when you share an interest, or at least if if it's not an interest of yours, maybe it can become an interest of yours, so you guys can share that. Yeah. But I always think of um, Paul Newman and Joanne Woodward. That he raced cars, and she just was not into that. But they had common values. And so they were married for what, like fifty years or something. Mm. But I remember that people always asked him that, that how do you have a relationship when you have such different interests? And she's like, Well, you know, we have common we agree on a lot of, of base things, a lot of common values. <laughs> so
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think there's like a lot of common things that you know most people will end up probably agreeing on, or hopefully at least. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: And we should probably pause the recording.
2: Okay. All right. We're back after the dogs. There's some dog yep. barking going on. Luckily you we listened. changed
1: the date. We were going to record on Wednesday. And so somebody in my family came home from work and apologized profusely. And I told them that we had changed the date.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so it was not their fault. It is our <laughs> fault entirely. Um, yes.
1: And it's Canadian Thanksgiving today. Yay. Happy Yay. Thanksgiving
2: to you. Happy Thanksgiving to you, even though you're in the U S and your Thanksgiving is much before. closer to Christmas.
1: I kind of like your that. spacing it out though. I like it Cause then you've got some time to do Thanksgiving and you got a little bit of a break.
2: Yeah. I don't know if I would appreciate like having Christmas and Thanksgiving so close to each other. I kind of appreciate the buffer. You know, you have November to basically like ignore your family until Christmas. So,
1: well, well, and the other thing is too traveling. So, if you fly in, sometimes people pick one holiday or the other. Oh, yeah, because it's a lot to fly in for both. Mm -hmm. So, especially if you're getting gifts and all that, too. So, mm -hmm. all right, and then you have enough time between that and Halloween. I'm assuming you have Halloween, right? And people knock on the doors and stuff. What's Halloween? You did okay. I know you have Halloween.
2: I had to bug you on that. I was like, weird.
1: So do you know what we had in Wisconsin when I was growing up? Because I moved to Florida when I was 10. We had this day, is it Fashion or something, where my dad would go to work and he'd get his tie cut in half. And it's a German, because I lived in Milwaukee. So um, it's a German holiday where you, you go, and so my dad would wear like an old tie, and they would cut off everybody's ties. And, you know, I thought like everybody did this, but apparently it's just Germany and Wisconsin. I've never heard this before. Yeah. So, yeah, he'd come home and his tie would be chopped off.
2: Hmm. <laughs> well, there you and go. And we also
1: do see Nicholas on, on December 6th. And mm-hmm. I don't think that's a German thing, I think. But, all right. It was those crazy Wisconsin holidays.
2: Apparently, yes. All right. And they
1: all involve beer in some aspect because, you know, you got to support the local economy.
2: Yeah, we all need beer. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, do you want to read Samantha's email?
1: Sure, Samantha says, nerds, I started dating my boyfriend last year. He was 200 pounds, so slightly overweight, but not by a whole. Now a year later, he's close to 400 pounds. I don't know how to deal with this. This is making it hard to find him attractive. Is there anything I can do, or is it time to end the relationship? Samantha, if he's gained 200 pounds in a year, he needs to see the doctor immediately. Uh, That's pretty rare to gain that much weight in a year, Uh, especially when you're with someone doing stuff uh, the amount of food that he would probably need to eat if he's having normal metabolism, uh, I would lean towards, he's got a medical condition going, uh, to gain 200 pounds in a year. So, I mean, have you seen any changes in his behavior? Uh, you know, cause when you're depressed, you can gain weight. You can also lose your appetite too. Uh, but again, 200 pounds in a year, it's more than likely a medical condition. And so I would, I strongly recommend that he goes to see his doctor that if he doesn't want to go see his doctor, then you need to make some decisions. Are you willing to live with someone that's not willing to get medical treatment for something that's pretty serious? What do you think?
2: Yeah. I mean, gaining weight is one thing. Um, I'm, I kind of feel like either way, this relationship is probably over because I mean, I can't think of what medical condition would cause him to gain 200 pounds in a year. I mean, oh, there are
1: several, but I mean,
2: it has to also partially be like his diet and his exercise, too. I mean, at least to some degree. Like, I'm sure there is partially at least some medical condition going on there, but I mean, Also, too, either way, I mean, is this something that you want to work with, too? I mean, this could also be very taxing for you. This can be a lot of work for you. And it sounds like you're already maybe not fully into the relationship anymore anyways. Um, I don't know. Like, it might be even if you were to, like, go get him medical attention and maybe perhaps get him on a track. Like, is that something that you're willing to be patient with? Because, Not to judge you if you weren't, but if you're not, then, you know, you're going to basically, you know, set this expectation for this person that if they do this, you might keep the, or they might keep you and all this. And it's, I don't know, like, I'm just kind of thinking if, if this is something that, you know, in your mind can be fixed and that you're okay with being patient with it, then sure. If not, then I think it would be good to at least just mention why, uh, you know, you're ending things if you do um but do keep in mind that yeah like this will be a taxing endeavor no matter what uh and you might not be fully up for it and there's no reservations or judgments if you are but you have to at least let him know so he has set expectations for what you're going to be uh doing or following through with in terms of uh this process but that's a good answer thank you because I don't know, I I kind of I don't want this guy to think like, oh, if I'm gonna lose the weight, she's still gonna stick around. Because what if she doesn't, right? Then that's going to put an emotional sort of association to that weight, and then it might bounce back, or who knows? So I don't know, I. But that is pretty alarming. I mean, 200 pounds in a year—that's that's a lot. Like, that's not just from diet alone. So,
1: right. all right something's going on and again how much he's willing to get help for it will tell you a lot Mm -hmm. it's very hard to be in a relationship with someone that has a health condition they don't take care of themselves and are not willing to go get help for it yeah yeah
2: so i would take him to the doctor first and see and also evaluate what your own you know what you're able to tolerate and put up with too and not in a bad way but you know you have to also understand too that this is going to be not just taxing for him but taxing for you as well so
1: Right. And then we get into the concept of codependency and codependency depends on culture, Yeah. Um, but if you're constantly monitoring what he's eating and what he's doing and you're not taking care of yourself, then you need to take a good look at if the relationship's healthy or not, or if you need to change your behavior. Yeah. So taking care of yourself is number one, because if if you're not healthy, then you can't do anything else. All
2: right. Uh, next email is from Deanna. Deanna says, I 25 F have been seeing two guys. One is 31 and an investment advisor and the other is 26 and a software engineer. I like both, but I now have to choose one over the other. Any advice on how to choose? Uh, no, because you would know which one you're more attracted to. And if you can't choose, I think you have to maybe look through and maybe ask more questions and make an ultimate determination on which one you want to stick with. Uh I doubt either person would be okay with both of them being in a relationship with you at the same time. But hey, you know what? Who knows, maybe. Uh but I would say probably the the safe assumption is that yeah, you're gonna have to make a decision and that's gonna be tough and you may have to break one person's heart and you may not you know you may walk away losing a friend or losing a partner or whatever, but I, I think yeah it's time to maybe ask some questions as to uh, what each person is bringing to the table, what you're looking for, what their uh, compatibility is like with what what you're looking for and go from there. What do you think, Steph?
1: So Deanna, I was wondering, you mentioned their occupations. I was wondering if part of your choice is based on if they're a better provider. Uh, But I wouldn't look at that. I'd look at who do you get along with the best. And there's, there's a saying in Yiddish that uh, you're always going to make a wrong decision. No matter which mm-hmm. one you pick, yeah. So paraphrased. So uh, either way, whenever you choose one, you're gonna wish that you chose the other. That's just how it's gonna go. Yep. And I always find that's freeing when you make a decision that you're always gonna, you know, regret a little bit of of why you know the other decision or the other choice that you didn't take that one. So I take a look at you again. Like we talked about common values. Uh, do you have the same ideas of what you want for the future? Do you want to uh, get married and have kids? Um, And which one shares that vision? Which one makes you laugh more? I mean, that's not everything, but I think having humor in a relationship goes a long way, especially because life can get tough and sometimes you just gotta laugh and stuff. Uh, And and I look at, too, which one's more emotionally stable. So Mm -hmm. I don't think the job has anything to do with it. I think it's more, which one do you feel more yourself with which one makes you want to be a better person yeah and uh yeah
2: I, I yeah I think either way there's going to be some uh, hurt feelings it's kind of inevitable um yeah I, I it's tough um tough to sort of kind of know whether you're making the right decision but I think the other thing too is you know maybe don't like, obviously you want to let the other person know that, you know, you're going to be with this other person, but, you know, maybe try to stay friends with this other person if you can. And who knows where life may take you both down the road. You never know, but uh, try not to, like, totally close things off. Maybe try to remain friends if you can, and who knows? So, I don't know. It's a tough decision either way, but you gotta Mm -hmm. make it, so. Yep. right. It
1: may get down to you just making a list of what the... What the positive aspects are of each person, mm-hmm. and how important those are to you. Yeah. Let's say you have a dog, and one guy's kind of not that much into dogs, and that's really important to you. Well, then your decision's already made.
2: Yeah. So. And maybe one of them's only into friends with benefits. Maybe the other's looking for a long-term relationship. So
1: mm-hmm.
2: stuff like that factors in too. Right. Uh, and also
1: location too. I mean, I don't know where these guys live, but is, does one have plans to move out of town in the future? And if so. Are you willing to do that? Um, and the other thing is, do they each know that you're not exclusive with them yet?
2: Mm, yeah.
1: That would well, be my other assume, question.
2: They'll probably learn soon enough what's, what the situation is with that, I guess.
1: Yeah, so I think in those cases, it's probably better to make a decision sooner rather than later. Yeah.
2: All right. Did you want to read Kyle's email?
1: Sure. Kyle says, Nurse, my girlfriend and I have been together six months. She's nice, but she has a friend who once wanted to date her, and she was with someone, and then me, so it just never worked for them. Plus, she's more into me anyway. Well, this friend likes to pull pranks specifically on me. Some are harmless, but today's was not. We were at a birthday party, and they were serving burgers. He brought me a burger that had two drops of de Balm on it. So this is a hot sauce. Uh, de bomb, I later learned, is found. I found out, is rated at 250,000 Scoville. A jalapeno, for reference, is 2,500 Scoville's. I became really sick. I had to go to the hospital and have my stomach pumped. It was bad. I told my girlfriend that I don't want her hanging out with this friend anymore, and I never want to see him again. She says I'm overreacting. So am I, or am I rational in asking that this person not be allowed near me due to his actions? Kyle. Kyle, this puts you in danger, and I would say not only um, are you not overreacting, I would file a police report. Um, because he endangered your health and these kind of hot sauces can even cause you know uh, esophagus burns so that that endangered your health and if he knowingly brought and told you it was not hot uh, that's not a practical joke that's dangerous so again I don't think you're overreacting at all because again I would I would uh, file a police report and and he should pay for. The hospital treatment that you had um now that's like the extreme end of stuff but you had to get your stomach pumped i've never gotten it pumped knock wood but i'm assuming that that's a really horrible experience so um it, it sounds like your girlfriend's saying that you're uh that she's kind of picking him over you so i would just drop the relationship because this is something that could have caused you and it did cause you serious harm so Um, I don't think you're reacting at all. I think you're very rational in saying this person not be allowed near you because that's that's kind of sociopathic behavior. What do you think?
2: I don't know if she's necessarily siding with the friend. I think she her reaction of him overreacting. I mean, maybe she doesn't quite know the repercussions of what happened, but I mean, if that's the case, you might want to just let her know. Um, yeah, I mean, you're very clear in wanting to put up boundaries that this person not be allowed near you. Um, you, everyone has a right to have those boundaries respected. So if you say, I do not want this person to be near me or contact me, then that needs to be respected. Uh, so this person, regardless of their association to your girlfriend, uh, you're saying you do not want to see them or be near them. So your girlfriend has to respect that. And if she isn't, then she is as just complicit in not respecting that boundary as he potentially is as well. So then, at that point you might want to reevaluate the relationship, but I don't think I, w- I would assume that you know she is being disrespectful of that right away. I would maybe clarify what happened and maybe just just maybe just reiterate everything and make sure you've covered all your bases and explained everything to her so that she knows because maybe she doesn't know. Uh, I don't know if maybe necessarily she was privy to all the information of what happened, but you might want to just let her know. Um, but either way, yeah, if she's not being respectful of your boundaries, especially after what happened, then you might want to reconsider the relationship.
1: And, and my feeling is I just pictured her being there and knowing exactly what happened. Yeah. Not sharing that, but yeah, if you haven't, you need to tell her the whole story. Yeah. Uh, and, and I guess I still stick by, I mean, I like your approach that let's give her the benefit of the doubt and maybe she doesn't fully know the story, but also at the same time that I can't imagine someone doing that and you're like oh you're overreacting Mm. um you feel the way you feel and you have to get your stomach pumped um that's a that's a big deal um to say you're overreacting you know it reminds me of you know again we talk about gaslighting um and in the book i i talk about how you know that you're being too sensitive or you're overreacting is a common refrain i'm not saying you're in a in a gaslighting relationship but the fact that you told your girlfriend i don't want to see him again she just said you're overreacting instead of saying okay and just Mm -hmm. accepting it that gives me a red flag
2: yeah it's a little concerning right so either way uh good luck all right let's see here um george says nerds i went on three dates with this girl only to find out she's pre-op changed gender person I'm conflicted about this I was attracted to them but knowing what I know now I can't shake it any advice on what to do George George you say that you're attracted to them regardless of what information you now know if you're still attracted to them you're still attracted to them simple as that uh you know I think you're maybe thinking more so of what other people may think or what other people may judge you about but at the end of the day you have to go with what you're attracted to and if you're attracted to this person you have to weigh whether, you know, this other thing is really that important to you or not. And if it's not, then just stick with the person. I mean, uh, at the end of the day, you know, whether we're, you know, things are going to pop up and you're going to have to evaluate whether these this new information makes you want to still stay with this person or not. You may ultimately decide that you don't want to be with that person. And that's totally okay, too. Uh, but do keep in mind that if you're attracted to this person, there is some baseline of attraction there and you might want to just keep on pursuing it. But what do you think stuff?
1: That's a good answer. That pretty much covered everything I was going to say. Okay. Um, Perfect. You know, if, if, <laughs> if it doesn't, if it doesn't work for you, then it's, then it's not going to work for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I would look at, yeah, you know, what's your feelings about what other people think? Um, I think it's great that she was open with you about it. Um, and yeah, you know, whatever you decide is Okay.
2: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> all right uh do you want to read susan's email
1: sure susan says i've been dating this guy for over six months now he's very sweet but he's a recovering alcoholic i'm, I'm just going to add there that you can be very sweet and be recovering alcoholic at the same time um, he won't join my family for functions as he says it's too full of triggers for him at first this was okay but i'm going to many of these events alone and it's embarrassing christmas is coming up and my family wants to go skiing for the week and he refuses to join due to his recovery. I, res- I respect all of this, but it's taking a toll on me. Is there any advice you have for me? Susan, I, I wonder, is he avoiding any place that has alcohol? Um, or is it just places that the alcohol is freely served and you don't have to pay for it? Because there's more of a temptation. Um, are, your- are your family heavy drinkers? And that might be triggering for him. Or is it possibly uh, he's kind of leaning on that as a reason not to spend time with your family? That's the other option too. Uh, How far along is he in his recovery? Is this still pretty new uh, to him? Um, He may just be feeling out where he feels comfortable going and not. Uh, But I would think that there's a happy medium there somewhere. And it looks like that's not being met. Because I would think too, if it's an issue of alcohol, if he's going to restaurants and that kind of challenges that theory. Um, Mm -hmm. So I don't know. What do you think, Kurt?
2: I think it, sounds like perhaps this is becoming a bit more of an excuse than anything. Again, we don't know how far along he is in his recovery. I would imagine, though, that if he's in a relationship, he's at least far enough in recovery that he's able to at least consider a relationship. And if he's considering a relationship, then that does entail you know, going to events together. And I think that would be a part of his healthy recovery. Uh, So I would imagine that if he was... You know, if he isn't in this relationship with you, he does have to at least understand that this is going to be a part of it, and it's going to be a part of his recovery. And yes, it may be tricky, it may be difficult, it may be uncomfortable for him, but it is a part of his recovery. And ultimately, he should be understanding that you know those challenges are ones that he's going to have to overcome. And it sounds to me like he'd rather avoid those challenges outright then face them head on and that is a little concerning i don't know if necessarily he's avoiding the family because maybe he's got an issue with the family but it does sound like he's avoiding the these maybe unnecessarily um we don't know where he's at with his recovery so it's really hard to give an actual definitive answer but i would say that i would imagine that this is at least part of his recovery and i would hope that he would at least be able to uh work on this in a way where he eventually he can start going to these events and he can start participating in family events with you as they are uh, clearly important to you um i would let him know how important it is to you and uh maybe just let him know that you know maybe you want to make it a goal in his recovery so that he can go to these events and if he makes it clear that this is not something that he wants to work towards as a goal then I think you have, then have your answer, and you can maybe consider whether you want to stay in the relationship or not. But I would let him know where you stand, and maybe let him know that you're willing to make yourself available to, uh, you know, help him achieve this goal. But again, if he ultimately decides he doesn't want to go there, then that you at least have your answer then. So.
1: Yeah, and I'd wonder: is he going to meetings? And does he have a sponsor? And is he talking with a sponsor about this? I mean, he may not be privy to talking to a sponsor about, but this would certainly be a topic to address.
2: Yeah, definitely. because he's going to
1: run into events in his life where he's going to have to go to certain things. Yeah, he'll really be invited to certain things, and you know, I would wonder if he's if he's actively working in his twelve steps. Then you know he's showing effort in recovery. But if he's not going to twelve steps and just saying, "Well, I don't want to be around stuff with alcohol," then I then I question it, mm-hmm. and I question your relationship. Yeah,
2: it's tough because we want to, you know, include all these people in our lives, but when that person doesn't want to be included in, in the, our lives, then it makes it really difficult. So I just let him know where you stand and, you know, make yourself available to sort of get to that goal. But again, if he doesn't want to get there, then you have your answer at the very least. So.
1: Right. And I, I would wonder you know, if your family just had an event with alcohol, would he be still willing to go? Yeah, that would be another thing too, right? I mean, not saying that they should have to not have any alcohol. But it's kind of a question to think about. Or I mean, if your family are not are not drinkers, and he's saying it's trigger, then i wonder.
2: Mm-hmm. Also, too, like I wonder, like, well, if he is at these events, could he not, like, maybe sit at a child children's table where there wouldn't be any alcohol around? Because that could be another or thing, like the too. Two of
1: them sit separately? Sorry, like the two of them sit separately somewhere. Yeah, yeah, like at
2: least like separate from alcohol. Alcohol, like I know, like when I go to family events. You know, our family table will typically have like alcohol on it because it's like the adults' table. And then there will be a kids' table that doesn't have alcohol because obviously the kids can't have alcohol. Who's to say he couldn't, you know, maybe just go and sit at the children's table that's away from alcohol and away from that influence, right? Stuff like that. So, I don't know. Well,
1: and I have a friend that's in recovery. First, I want to say that 12 step isn't the only recovery. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have a friend that's in recovery and he's been in recovery for 20 years now. And, and he'll actually buy beer for get togethers. And I asked him about that and I said, well, how does that work with 12 steps? He says, well, you know, it's kind of like I'm not drinking it and I figured everybody's going to use it. So <laughs> why not? You know, and he's got, he does. so I think you you work things the way you want to work them. But mm-hmm. again, I, I said, if he's just trying to avoid places of alcohol, I'm assuming you guys would go to a restaurant. Yeah. But again, if your family tends to be a bit, little bit on the heavy
2: side,
1: mm-hmm. I can see where that'd be a concern. But at some point, you want him to be able to go with you. So that would be a good question. At what point would you feel comfortable going to my family event? Mm-hmm. What needs to happen for you to go there? And then you can see if you're willing to meet that, that thing. And if he said, well, there's nothing you could do. I just don't feel comfortable. Well, then you got your answer. Um... But maybe when he was at a family gathering, maybe offering him drinks or asking him why he wasn't drinking. I'd I'd ask him what needs to happen.
2: I am reading an article here that mentions that, uh, you know, when you're at a family function and alcohol is present, like just try to find support through others. So it seems like, you know, the alcohol recovery, at least like system does encourage people to go to family functions. Uh, mm-hmm. so it's not like they're abstaining from it either. So I was kind of curious if the, like Alcoholics Anonymous or what other other services are sort of like, hey, maybe avoid these things, but they say no, actually, it's good to be there. But you know, make sure that you're you're around supportive people, and you know, people are also not like overshadowing you either. So sort of like a make yourself available, but don't be crowding around the person either. So
0: mm-hmm.
2: I uh, and, and
1: also oh, go ahead.
2: So I was gonna say, yeah, it, it, it's not a case of them maybe saying, "Oh, don't go to these functions; it's too too much of a trigger for you."
1: Yeah, and and I'd also say too, you know, if you're active in a recovery program, you have a sponsor, and sponsors are definitely more likely to get calls on holidays. So mm-hmm. that's something you can talk to a sponsor about or bring up at a meeting.
2: For sure. All right. Well, I think that's it for this episode. Good okay. questions as always. Yeah, great question. uh, so you can always email us at mailbag at if you have any questions or anything you want to bring up or maybe you want to follow up on a previous email. Always appreciated. Uh, you can also like and uh, rate and review us on Google Play, iTunes, all that fun stuff, uh, Spotify, where they're through. Uh, you can also check out more of Steph's work on StephanieSarkis.com. dot com. I'm over at threeingredientnerds dot com, where you can find more of the podcasts that I'm on, including the titular Three Ingredient Nerds. We talk about movie news and reviews. All right, until okay. next time. Oh, and Hi. gaslighting oh. your book.
1: Can't yes. Oh, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Thank for mentioning gaslighting. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah.
2: Don't don't forget that, listeners. Go go buy that on Amazon. It's a good book.
1: Yeah, and you can go to stephaniesarkis.com slash gaslighting, too. There you go. And that takes you right to Amazon.
2: Fun. All right. Yep. Until next time, everyone. Bye for now.
0: Bye.